Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Mark chapter 15, verses 6 through 15. This text is generally paralleled in Matthew chapter 27, verses 11 through 26. We did two devotions on that back in episodes 581 and 582. So if you want to refer back to those, you can check them out for a fuller exposition on this scenario of Jesus being with Pontius Pilate, the crowd choosing Barabbas over Jesus and the things associated with that today. I'm just going to focus on one very small phrase that jumps out that I think has great significance for us today. I'll go ahead and read the whole text and then we'll jump on it from there. Chapter 15, verse 6. Now at the feast, he used to release for them one prisoner for whom they asked. And among the rebels in prison who had committed murder in the insurrection, there was a man called Barabbas. And the crowd came up and began to ask Pilate to do as he usually did for them. And he answered them saying, do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? For he perceived that it was out of envy that the chief priests had delivered him up. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have him released for them Barabbas instead. And Pilate again said to them, Then what shall I do with the man that you call the king of the Jews? And they cried out again, Crucify him. And Pilate said to them, Why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, Crucify him. So Pilate, wishing to satisfy the crowd, released for them Barabbas, and having scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. So like I said, you can hear a couple devotions on this text's parallel in Matthew 27, 11 through 26, episodes 581 and 5 582. But what I want to land on right now is the motive behind Pilate's delivering Jesus to be crucified. Did you catch what Mark wrote under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit? So Pilate, wishing to satisfy the crowd, released Barabbas and having Jesus scourged, delivered him to be crucified. Wishing to satisfy the crowd. Friend, too many of us who claim to be followers of Christ are too concerned with satisfying the crowd. Pilate believed that Jesus was innocent. He couldn't figure out why they weren't asking him to release Jesus, who had done nothing wrong, but were instead asking him to release Barabbas, a convicted criminal. But he's got this pressure to satisfy the crowd. And the reason that he had that pressure is because he can't have a riot on his watch. He's in the Roman hierarchy and he needs to do his job out here in this Jerusalem outpost. It can't get back to the power that be or to the emperor himself that Pontius Pilate in Jerusalem allowed a bunch of Jews to rise up and create havoc that could have been quelled if he'd have just crucified this guy. That's the reason that he has a desire to satisfy the crowd, to keep things tamped down. Our motive for satisfying the crowd isn't the same as Pilate's, but it still comes from the same root. We don't want to rock the boat. We don't want to be mocked. We don't want to be accused of being the kind of person who doesn't go along to get along. I think that the desire to satisfy the crowd has led to many self-professed Christians and so-called Christian ministries and so-called Christian churches to stray from the faith and to abandon orthodox biblical Christianity. After all, in today's pluralistic, relativistic culture, what's going to happen if you or if your church or if some ministry that you're associated with doubles down on the teaching in Scripture that people are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone? In other words, not everyone's going to heaven. Only those who trust Jesus Christ, which is both square in alignment with scripture and squarely out of alignment with cultural values of relativism and pluralism. What's going to happen when you or your Christian church or a Christian ministry that you're affiliated with puts a stake in the ground and says that marriage, according to scripture, is between one man and one woman? What's going to happen if you or your church or a ministry that you're affiliated with holds fast to the notion that when God created mankind, he created them male and female? Well, I'll tell you what's going to happen, and we see 
see it all the time. The crowd is going to rage. Social media is going to call you a bigot or a hater. People are going to say that you're unloving if you think that God would ever send anyone to hell. And I've only listed three issues, salvation, marriage, and gender. There are a lot more issues that people who take scripture seriously are going to get sideways with the culture about. And if our primary concern is satisfying the crowd, we're going to be less and less willing to boldly stand with scripture. And as that happens, people who are around us, watching us, our kids, others who we have influence with, who know that we claim to be Christians but see us not standing boldly with God's word, are going to begin to think that standing with God's word isn't all that important. And so they're going to be more willing to capitulate. And thus continues the downward slide that we see around us in too much of Western so-called Christianity. Now let me be clear about two things. One is, Pilate's desire to satisfy the crowd did not thwart God's plan. In fact, it played right into God's plan. So as we see all this decay around us, even among those who claim to be under the umbrella of Christianity, we don't need to lose heart. We don't need to be overly discouraged because God's in control. He's got this. No amount of drift among so-called Christians, no amount of apostasy within so-called Christian institutions is going to usurp his plans and his purposes. The other point that's important to make is that we who believe the things I'm talking about, who trust Jesus Christ for salvation, who believe God's design in scripture is true and reliable and authoritative, we don't need to go marching around picking fights with the crowd over these issues all the time just to prove that our faith is pure and our beliefs are true. There will be times when we need to stand up and there will be other times when we need to back up to use the phrase that Pastor Phil Hopper uses and we'll have to trust the Holy Spirit to help us discern when the right time is to do the right thing. But in this social media culture that conditions people to pursue the favor and the affirmation of others over and above the favor and affirmation of God, we need to be careful that we don't slip into the mindset that Pilate slipped in, which is his wish to satisfy the crowd. Scripture says, wide is the path that leads to destruction and many are those who find it. Narrow is the path that leads to life and few are those who find it. Friends, according to Jesus, his word's not mine. The crowd is going to hell. Why would you care about satisfying the crowd? If you want to get passionate about something, get involved with people in your life who are part of the crowd and help them know Jesus so they can get on the narrow path to life. And thank God for important lessons from guys like Pontius Pilate that can teach us and remind us of these things. Have a good day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which is aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.